0: Welcome back to another captivating episode of Disruptive Minds. Today, we will have an exceptional guest who brings a wealth of experience and expertise in the world of small business lending. Join me in extending a warm welcome to our guest, Chris Connor. Chris is an experienced entrepreneur who founded and ran his own lending company with a focus on small businesses. With a deep understanding of the challenges faced by small businesses and their need for capital, Chris has been instrumental in providing financial solutions to entrepreneurs and is now pursuing his MBA at UCLA Anderson. In today's episode, we have the privilege of delving into Chris's insights on the critical role of capital for small businesses. We'll explore why access to funding is vital for their growth and success, and the various ways in which lenders evaluate and support these ventures. Drawing from his extensive expertise in the lending industry, Chris will shed light on factors that lenders typically consider when assessing loan applications, We will uncover essential elements and small businesses should be aware and prepared for when seeking debt financing, such as creditworthiness, business plans, and financial projections. Moreover, Chris will provide invaluable guidance on how small business owners can navigate the complexities of debt financing wisely. We will discuss the importance of understanding loan terms, interest rates, repayment schedules, and the potential risks associated with borrowing. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur looking for insights on assessing capital or an existing small business owner looking to expand, this episode is a goldmine of knowledge. Prepare to gain valuable insights and practical advice from Chris's remarkable journey in the world of small business lending. You are listening to Disruptive Minds Podcast, home of The Entrepreneur. Chris. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, You know, real excited to get down to talk about finance and especially debt financing for small businesses.
1: Hey, Bill. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, could you give us a little bit about your background and, you know, what really drew you into the world of finance and what you find so fascinating about it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my first introduction into the world of finance was working for a company called Fundingo. And at Fundingo, I was the only salesperson in the company and we were selling loan management software, um, basically software to help manage the origination, underwriting and servicing of loans for real estate lenders, small business lenders, um, bridge lenders, et cetera. And yeah, I was at Fundingo for a year and a half. I got a pretty good understanding of the day-to-day activities of what lenders were doing. And after seeing that, I decided to start my own loan broker shop, Spin Capital, uh, which I operated for about a year, providing financing to small businesses.
0: Yeah. So the thing that I find really interesting and the reason I want to bring you on for an episode is the idea that, you know, you're an entrepreneur. You went out, you started your own business. uh, And, you know, while you're trying to start your own business, you're trying to put up the website you're trying to hire employees. You're trying to do all sorts of things. You're also were serving other entrepreneurs, other people who were just beginning their journey. They were looking for financing. They were looking to move in the buildings. They were looking to get startup capital to get equipment. And I thought this was like an interesting dynamic that somebody who is starting a business is interacting with other people that are also starting a business.
1: Yeah, I think um, for me, like, when I was doing financing under spin capital, I was primarily focused on the cannabis industry, which being a new industry has a lot of startups. So it was definitely interesting talking to a lot of business owners that are also growing alongside myself. And one of the things a lot of people don't realize with debt financing is that it's not used just to cover unforeseen expenses. It can also be used as growth capital especially in the cannabis industry, a lot of the clients I was talking to were growing businesses that were doing well. And for example, like you mentioned, needed to move into a new building and really for them taking on debt financing was a form of an investment in a way because it led to further growth.
0: Yeah. I mean that that's really the crux of the whole thing is that debt financing is a really important tool that you can have in your tool belt uh, and if it's used correctly, it can really help spread some gasoline on the fire and really help your business grow. And that was something I really wanted to talk to you about. Is you know what are some of the common ways that you've seen small businesses use debt financing? Uh, you know, you've hit on a few of them, such as buying buildings or you know whatever. But you know, it's not just you know a payday loan. It's not just something that's supplemental. It can really be something that's you know a tool. And, you know, I'd like to hear more about how people use that tool.
1: Yeah, sure. So debt is pretty flexible in terms of the ways you can use it. Um, A lot of the people I talked to used it for acquisition loans, such as acquisition of properties, uh, construction, if they needed to do renovations or upgrades to a building. Um, One very useful financial tool, is invoice factoring, where if I have outstanding invoices, for example, 100K in outstanding invoices, but I need money now, I can do what's called factoring, where I sell the 100K invoices for, let's say 95K or 90K to a factoring company. And instead of waiting for the invoices to get paid off, I just get the cash now from the factoring company. Um, Working capital, uh, people need to cover short-term business expenses. It could be something unforeseen, like for example, if I own a small business and I have a leaking roof, I need money right away. So that was another common use case. Um, yeah, really, with that, it's pretty flexible. Um, really, lenders just want to see that you're able to repay the loan.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was the next thing I was going to lead into. I know we're not trying to give any kind of crazy financial advice here. You know, steer people one way or the other. But, you know, I, I was wondering if you could give, you know, listeners an idea of what, uh, you know, financiers are looking for when deciding whether to approve or deny, you know, a loan, especially, you know, when you're looking at the debt financing and, you know, some of these loans are secured, some of them are unsecured, you know, there, there's a whole spread of how these are handled.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I was. say most financing falls into one of two categories. One is asset-based. So that would be stuff like your acquisition loans for properties, um, construction loans, equipment financing. And with asset-based lending, really the lenders are going to be underwriting on the specific collateral that is being used to secure the loan. So I'll give the example of an acquisition loan. You have a business that's looking to acquire a factory, for for example. They're going to look at a ratio called the loan to value, which is the value of the property versus how much they're lending out. Um, The lower the loan to value, the less risk for the lender. And then in the case of a construction project, for example, they might look at loan to cost. So how much is the cost? Of the renovations versus the size of the loan. Um, then, on the other hand, you have revenue based financing. So, with that, a lot of lenders are going to be looking at your bank statements and underwriting off of those. They're going to look at gross revenue month per month and just make sure you have a steady income stream.
0: Yeah. So, you know, like I said, there's a vast array of ways this thing gets done. Um, You know, and and I'm sure you have a lot more insights on that, but what I really wanted to get into now is what are some like pitfalls or red flags that companies need to be aware of while they're looking for, you know, debt financing? I know the interest rates can vary. I know that, um, you know, sometimes there's payment penalties and other sorts of things that can really get you in a sticky situation. So, what are some common pitfalls that people should look out for?
1: Yeah, sure. So, I would say for the larger size loans, let's say a million plus, you definitely want to ask the lender for references. Um, lenders will be willing to, will be happy to provide you with a few other borrowers they've worked with. And it would be a good way just to vet out the lender, make sure there's no hidden fees and they're, that they're a good partner to work with in terms of financing your business. Um, aside from that, I think just having a very clear understanding of the terms of the loan, um, asking about prepayment penalties um and such is very important. There's definitely value for some borrowers in working with a broker because a broker can guide you to different lenders that they know are reliable, they're vetted, they have a way of the landscape in terms of which lenders would be able to provide you the best rates for your specific situation. So I think a broker is definitely helpful.
0: Yeah, I mean, brokers are a big help in any type of business, whether it's insurance, whether it's freight, whether it's, you know, in this case, any kind of bank loans or anything like that because brokers, you know, they see it all, they work with different people and that really allows them to see the full landscape and know, is this a good interest rate? Is this a good length of term? Is this, you know, a pretty decent, reputable, you know, bank that's not going to screw you over, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that 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 breadth of knowledge when dealing with a broker uh, really can come in handy. And uh, I mean, I really think that's, you know, a really yeah. key part of pursuing debt financing. Yeah,
1: yeah. actually, uh, Bill, can I add one more thing to yeah. the answer? Go ahead. So I think also for the larger size loans, um, Any lender is definitely going to want to see your financials, so I would make sure that you have your P&Ls ready to go before you approach a lender. Because if you're asking them for financing and it takes a long time to get that squared away, it could definitely be a bad look.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's important to have your financials up to date at all times uh, because you never know who's going to want to see them, what you're going to need them for. One day it could be a loan. The next day, it could be some sort of contract you're negotiating with a supplier. Next day, it could be, you know, the IRS, right? Like, anybody can come knocking looking for these statements at any time. So it's really important to keep them up to date, especially if you know that, like, hey, in the next six to eight months, I'm going to be pursuing some financing. Maybe I want to make sure my books are totally up to date. Everything is accurate because, you know. A lot of people, they get halfway through the loan process and somebody finds a red flag and it can throw a hitch in the whole thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the lenders definitely want to make sure that they're in, they're providing a loan to somebody who seems like they have it all together and has good accounting practices.
0: Yeah, so uh, you, you brought up brokers and I thought this was an interesting uh an interesting thing to get into. Obviously, I know the answer, but for the viewers, would you like to uh, explain how a broker makes their money? And, you know, because a lot of people know that the broker's making money from somewhere and they think it might cost them something extra. And I just wanted you to explain how brokers make their money most commonly to our audience.
1: Yeah, so brokers, each broker is a little bit different, but I would say most of them, fall in one of two camps. So the first camp is some of the brokers might charge you an initial fee upfront, like an engagement fee to start working with them. Um so they might have an initial conversation with you, get a gauge of your situation, and then require a commitment fee in order to actually start doing like basic underwriting as well as shopping your loan file to the appropriate lenders. The second way that brokers make money is by not involving the borrower at all, but just getting a referral fee from the lender. So if I'm a broker and I bring a million dollar loan to a lender and the loan actually gets closed, I might get a few percentage points on the total funding amount. So in that case, the borrower doesn't pay anything. It's all coming out of the lender's pocket.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a commission, right? It's it's like when some, you buy a house off of somebody, right? Like the seller pays a commission to the to the uh realtor and uh, you know, it, it, it's similar to that. So when you close on your loan with a broker, usually they're getting a kickback from uh, you know, the company that you ultimately get your loan underwritten by and that's how you make the money, correct?
1: exactly yep
0: so you know it's it's really interesting and it's great that we have these tools and they're so convenient because a lot of them are online a lot of them are app-based at this time and it's really revolutionizing the way that we can use money as a tool we can use debt as a tool to grow our businesses and to drive success so you touched on it briefly earlier, but, you know, you you said that you closed up spin capital lately and, uh, you know, we just wanted to end by saying, you know, what words of wisdom do you have and what does the future hold for you? Because, you know, we're real excited for uh, what's coming next for you and, Mm. uh, you know, want to let the viewers in on that.
1: Yeah, sure. So the words of wisdom I would give to a small business owner looking for financing is number one a lot of their decision to pursue debt financing is going to depend on the stage they're at so for startups typically equity financing makes a lot more sense just because you don't have the cash flow to support loan repayments but for more established businesses i think debt financing is definitely the way to go um other words of wisdom i think yeah like i mentioned just asking for references for the larger size loans um Really, lenders, when they're deciding whether to approve or reject you, they're going to be looking at the fundamentals of the business. So your cash flows, profitability, et cetera. So I think building a good, solid foundation is most important. Um, And yeah, in terms of the future, uh, I'm going to be heading to UCLA to get my MBA at the Anderson School of Business. And really looking forward to uh, continuing my continuing my
0: business career. That's awesome. We wish you, you know, the best of luck as you pursue, you know, the next big thing. I'm sure this is not going to be your first, your last entrepreneurial venture. Um, And, uh, you know, we thank you for coming on and taking the time to do the Disruptive Minds podcast. And, uh, you know, thanks so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Bill. Have a great day.
0: Have a great one.